Absolutely. Let's stay also away the one from this. From these choppy yes. waters. <laughs> this is not scary. Yes, I know, but we have so little okay, time okay. to spend um, not generating arable content. Um, a story. Why are you I so can hungover, you, no, Jackson? That's, uh, yeah. Yes. Hey, Jacko, tell us why you're so hungover. Oh, it's... I, like I just went out drinking. There's, there's, there's the thing is, is that there's not no even really good story. It's just that like because like we were waiting for Mark for so long, we just like kept drinking and drinking and drinking, and yeah. So we, I just like accidentally got very very drunk, and also because I didn't mix my drinks, which I normally do, and I feel so like I've trained my body. Right. I was just drinking beer. Or? No, I was just oh, drinking okay, beer. Okay. As in, like, normally I mix what drinks I have. I'm like, oh, I have a glass of wine now, and that sort of thing. I just, I just drank beer the entire night, and it honestly ruined me. I'm never going to do it again. Would you say that you're ordinarily, like, the alcoholic version of Mumbo Number no. 5 in the way that you kind of just <laughs> jump around between oh different things? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, for sure. Because that is your vibe to me. I can imagine you rolling around a party just being, like, a little bit of sangria in my Yeah, fucking wandering over, taking a sip of something else. Is it about race spin? <laughs> oh no! I was sitting here deliberately not making that joke so they could use this audio for the pre roll. Yeah. Thanks, Bad Race, for um, cooking it. Uh, would you say, Jackson, that the experience of drinking past the time before Mark arrived was a little bit like that famous play, Waiting for Marco? Yeah, Waiting for Donnie Marco, starring Jake Man. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> God, it was like, I just like, I was just like sitting there, literally enjoying an English breakfast tea, just waiting for you to like stitch together the tapestry of that joke to you. <laughs> I gotta say, it's it's a comfy knit, dude. It is a comfy knit. It's a tight weave. Something you might find at Country Road Pass. <laughs> oh dear. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play for the Curio Network. I'm your time fooling, still wet Saturday dungeon master, Ben McAllister. A little later on the aforementioned wet Saturday, the fire's embers have burned a little lower, but, um, Wentworth! And then Wentworth comes over and stokes the fires, and, um, and now it's a bit more warm and, and toasty in here, so, so I'm, I'm back at it. It's me, Ben McAllister, the dungeon master, sitting by the ashes of my fire. Who else is here at the fire with me still? I know we spoke uh, me hours ago, but I, I've forgotten already. <laughs> so, so who's <laughs> like me hours? <laughs> <laughs> who's that making meow. a meow joke over there? No, we have to go in order. Do we have to go in order? Okay, or, or, yeah, okay, go on. Yeah, but it's not about the trend. Savages, ben. Um, I am your Italian dinner man, Jackson Usen. Get it because oh. before I was English breakfast and now I'm Italian dinner. There's a fun little joke for you. I explain. Oh, and also because now you're eating a creamy mushroom pasta and before you were drinking English breakfast tea. Exactly. Ah, yes, the passage of time. Mm. 
Like sands through an hourglass. Such is our lives. Uh, all right, who else we got here? Go on. I am your lapping at a little cup of Kahlua like a kitten laps at a bowl of milk, Thomas Owen. That's true. We are <laughs> wow. all, in fact, us, us who are currently Perth located, lapping at little bowls of Kahlua like a kitten lapping at a bowl of milk. Listen. Oh, please That's never it. do that oh, T's again. Actually, T's actually doing it. Yeah, I just made a foley. And <laughs> I hurt my tongue a lot. Yeah, well, that serves you right. Ooh. I'm in pain. So if this next episode starts to slowly descend into madness, you'll know why. Uh, and who else is here sitting in these comfy leather couches? I haven't got anything. Um... What's changed for you between the last recording and this not one? Not a lot. You're still dressed in some questionable attire. And that's not... Yes, I am. That's not just me dunking on Grace. Grace is just wearing weird shit today because she's going to a costume party later. I mean, you are having even more liquid, so you could use that angle. You're going to have to pee again, probably, before you leave here. Yeah. I would expect. I'm just... I'm stuck in... I'm stuck in a loop of the same activities. Peeing and podcasting. Pee-casting. It's a new thing. I just invented it. Hey, uh, TM Curio Network. uh, P&P 5E Actual P. Oh, we're a P-cast now. I'm your P-casting creator, Grace Chapel. Yeah, okay, there you go. It's Grace. We did it, guys. Somehow we all managed to introduce ourselves, and we only mentioned P three times. <laughs> you there, Jacko? Yeah, yeah. It's just like... Just enjoying that pasta a little too much? Well, not not too much. It's just that, like, sometimes, like, the connection gets really shitty, and so it takes me a little while to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about P for a while. I don't know if you heard any of that. Probably why I, I, uh, the connection got so bad, to be honest. I've, I've got a little, like, uh, inhibitor. You've got so. a filter? You've got yeah, a net yeah. nanny? Exactly. <laughs> if, if we start saying the word P, it's filtered out of your delicate child ears. Exactly. Now that we've all uh, reacquainted ourselves with each other after our brief leave of absence, you know... Guys, it's... It's so nice to get to know you again. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I... Get to know you, Ooh. get to know all about you. And also um, getting to know all about you and also how good your bladder is at storing liquids. <laughs> These are the things we now know. Uh, but what we don't know is how good Duncan, Drazilia and Jody's bladders are at storing liquids. And maybe that'll come up if we get back into the fantasy world of our podcast, How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. How does that sound to you guys? I think I could stomach that. <laughs> Maybe with a bit of a recap. Oh, I can't stomach that Kahlua. (laughs) (laughs) When we last left our heroes, they'd finally made it to Hanelport, where they hoped to meet Alyssa Brambles, a former associate of Valeria's. The party quickly found that they would have a hard time making their way into the city proper, as it was heavily controlled with guarded checkpoints. Naturally, the group sought out a shady criminal gang, the Black Hens, who were rumoured to be able to gain access to the city in more discreet ways. The party struck a deal where they would gain access to Central Hanelport by re-securing the criminal gang's former passage through the dangerous network of sewer tunnels underneath the city. It was revealed that the local fishfolk had been invading the city through the tunnels, and the Black Hens' business had been consequently affected. Our heroes made their way into the tunnels, where they were promptly attacked by two big, awful fishmen. But, thanks to some quick thinking and some quick spear-throwing, they won the day and advanced deeper into the maze under the city. That brings us to right now. So, I'm going to give you a little cinematic set piece here for the start of this episode. We see a still pool of dark water coming right up next to a stone ledge. And then after a few seconds of nothing, we see some ripples begin to spread out across the water. And then the bedraggled, embattled form of Duncan 
emerges, gasping for breath, <sighs> grabs onto the ledge and hoists his dripping dwarven frame up. <sighs> you can all emerge from the water where you've been fighting these awful fishmen, and in so basically that large chamber that you were swimming out into has a sort of little, almost like a landing. You now find yourself in a cylindrical, just sort of naturally cut stone room, and there's sort of various like jets of water spraying down out of like sewer pipes and coming down into that pool and eventually sort of flowing out to the sea. This is kind of like one of the collection chambers where a number of different sewer pipes meet. Most of them aren't actually functional. A lot of them are dry. Good news for us. Yes, but there are a few sewer pipes, yeah, and it is quite gross, flowing uh, out of the walls and and splashing down into this pool. So yeah, you probably don't have much time to think about what you've just been swimming through and fighting fish folk inside when the experience has left you all richer and you level up. Yeah, nine, level nine, getting up there, getting beefy. Let's do that now before we progress with the show. Everybody do that level up. Should we do hit dice roll off? Hit yeah. dice roll off. Let's do it. Pac-Man fever. You don't have a pencil, do you? I might have a pencil. Does anyone have any favourite fifth level spells? Oh, fifth level spells. Does Jazzy get fifth level spells now? Oh, that's very those. exciting. I like the sound of dominate person. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Is Cone of Cold on there for you? It sure yeah. is. Yeah, see, you've got that cold bonus damage for being a oh, silver yeah. dragon. But let's let, let's let Jazzy worry about um, her cold damage and let's do that hit die roll off. Okay, who's up first? Oh, Jazzy's up first. Okay, D6 for Jazzy. Bang bang. I'll take yours. Two. Mine was a two as well. Oh, no loss. No, it was no meant to be. Ha! My streak is gone. <laughs> Don't forget to add your con mod to that and boost your, love, boost your total HP accordingly. T, let's do it. I D10 mean. for you? Yeah, it's D10. They're all leaving me behind. I'm taking mine because I rolled a 10. Damn! Donkey's health's Damn. going up hard! Brah, brah. And for you, Jody, D8? D8? Yeah, D8. Alright. Uh, I'm going to take yours. That would be a four, my friend. Hey, I rolled a two. We good, baby. <gasps> improving. Improving hard and fast. What's that point everyone's max HP at? 67. Whew. Beefy sorcerer. Because Drazzy's con score is quite high, right? Yeah, I think we have to, three. We have to like, decide what that means in terms of Drazzy's look. Because like, you kind of picture her quite waifish, do you not? Does it mean she's thick? <laughs> <laughs> I think Do we have Elastigirl on our team? I think we'll let Gracie um, decide on Drazilia's. I mean, I think she's athletic, right? So, yeah. Which gives her a certain glow. <laughs> a certain glow. Are you telling that. us she's pregnant? <laughs> she's still a healthy sheen to her. It's the dragon's A Charlie guess. sheen to her. <laughs> oh, that's not a healthy sheen. Uh, what, what about you guys, Max HP? 72, baby. Ooh, pulling ahead of Drazzy. I know. To be fair, I, I've, I'm on a D8, she's on a D6, right? So, like, it's about time. <laughs> but she gets that extra plus one from her um, dragon heritage thing every time. True. So, true. yeah, you should actually add another one oh, to that. Oh, shit. So, 68 for Jazzy. Oh, only one away from the sex number. Guys, Jazzy could have had 69 HP. That's such a shame. T, what does that put you on for Max? 92. Whew. Point nine Ooh. FM. Well, welcome to 92.9. Fitzy and Whipper in the studio with you today. Oh, save me. Jody, what happens to Jody when he reaches level nine? Well, here's the cool thing. He's older, Dude, he's more experienced. Kisses him on the mouth. Um, oh, that's nice. Oh, a nice friendly tender nice. kiss. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so, Jaboy, I think as we all do, our proficiency probably goes up. So we now have like a plus four proficiency. 
Which oh, is that's handy. very cool. That means your attack and damage rolls yeah. increase. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Not damage, sorry. Not damage, just attack rolls. Yeah. Jody just gets one thing this level, which is an improvement on his um, unarmored movement uh, feat, which means that he now gains the ability to move along vertical surfaces and across liquids on your turn without falling during the move. So that, that's all, then, that he can run up walls and across water? That's all he gets? Yeah. Th- that's all he gets. Yeah, that's all he gets. Just, just, just the ability to run up walls and across water. That's yeah, it. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing he else becomes cool. a he becomes a messianic figure. Like, what more do you want from him? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, is it safe to say that Jody is pretty much immediately just running around on the pool? That Dude, you guys he were is in? grooving so hard to a tune that you can't hear, and frankly, would surprise you <laughs> if you could. Can you take a quick performance check so we can see how good this groove is? Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess he's still finding his feet, because I rolled a six, and, like, my charisma... Yeah, look... Ain't great. We'll say, that, that tracks, though. I mean, dancing is not exactly Jody's forte. And so, yeah. like, Jody, Jody heads out onto this pool of water that you guys just emerged from, and he's like, hey, guys, check it out, I can walk on water now, and proceeds to do, like, I don't know, like, maybe some really antiquated, outdated dance... Like, um, like he does the Macarena or something and he thinks that that's cool. Yeah, dude. Well, maybe he tries to floss like the teens all do today, but he does it bad and his arms and legs are out of sync. I don't think he, I don't think he's doing the Macarena, but to Mumbo number five, hence why it's so surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Can Drazzy walk up to him and bust a move? Well, you'll have to to walk onto the water. Yeah, can you walk on water? Okay, but next to the water. You know, you definitely can't walk up to him. I mean, the cool thing that he's doing is walking on water. Okay, well, she dances way better. (laughs) What dance does she do and how good does she do it? She does like a sort of solo jazz, literally. Oh! Yeah. Um, And it's to the tune of a 25, Ben. Uh, To the tune of a 25 performance check. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty good. So safe to say, like, Jody's <laughs> out there doing his, his bad dance, but on water, and Drazzy's like, not to be outdone, just does some fucking three years of jazz tap training and just fucking springs around on the shore. I think Jun Khan, who um, is the only audience member available for these two performances, has seen any number of jazz choker-clad jazz Boob window jazz soloists. War camps. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not wearing a choker. Are you not? I thought Drazzy was. I think we canonically established that you are wearing a choker. Drazzy has some regrets about (laughs) She's older and wiser now. Last year's Grace was all about a choker. Is it safe to say that level 9 Drazzy removes the choker? Yeah, I think so. Okay, there you go. That's canon now. No more chokers for for Drazzy. But Duncan, suffice to say, is far more impressed by... The, the water walking. The water walking. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? No amount of terrible dance moves could undermine the fact that he's he's just Jesus in it. Okay, oh, very yeah, good. Because he's Spanish, you know? Wow. Yeah, of course. Like a Spanish Jesus. Very good. All right, what happens to Duncan at this level? Well, Duncan, first thing he does is he opens the player's handbook at level mm-hmm. nine. That's the, the first thing. He puts down the hand's playbook and opens the player's handbook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know what it does yet, but the feature's called Indomitable. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that means... Don't ruin it, don't ruin it. Oh, okay. Tell us what happens when Duncan becomes indomitable. Does that mean if Druzzy uses dominate person, she can't dominate Duncan? He's really not Druzzy's type, so... (laughs) (laughs) A little old? Basically, indomitable just means I can retake a save if I fail it. Yes. Long rest. Yeah, that's cool. That's almost as good as a legendary action that some creatures have, where it is, if this creature fails a saving throw, it can choose to pass instead. (laughs) 
which is a very powerful feature. So I'm nearly legendary is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I would say. And I would say you guys are kitted the fuck out with magical gear and shit. So yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens to Drazi at level nine? Um, proficiency uh, goes up. Proficiency goes up. And she learns some spells, I bet. Uh, just one. Big, fat, juicy level five. Oh. And um, she's going to go for the Cone of Cold. Cone of Cold. Just nice. Firing up those cones. So she's using that, yeah, or, or freezing up those cones, yeah. really, <laughs> really? Um, if you had to be specific about it. So each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a con save, which takes 8d8 damage on a fail or half on a success. So it's basically blight, but on many creatures at once. With my bonus. Yeah, with the cold yeah, damage yeah, yeah. bonus. Is that add charisma bonus? Um, yeah, I think it is. You add your charisma to cold spells, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just like 8d8 plus 5 to everything <laughs> in a 60-foot cone. Because Brasilia has that silver dragon heritage, and therefore, to wit, here forthwith, hence, shall be known. <laughs> that it's plus 5 to cold damage. I do. Yes. Pip, pip. Very good. Is that, is that all of our levelling up accomplished? Yeah, Did we do it, guys? Did, Did we yeah. level up together? We leveled up together. Oh, I'm so glad that we leveled up together. What does the DM get at level 9? Um, Level 9 DM. What happens there? I get better at just barreling through your bullshit. Just a little better at it. Man, a that's a much needed feat. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I, I took the feat indistractable uh, <laughs> on, on this particular level up. And now if Tom tries to, to waylay our podcast with irrelevant bullshit, I can choose to not fail that saving throw. <laughs> and yeah, just, just keep moving forward. Well, look, I, w- I would be hurt by these statements, but I'm indomitable now, so <laughs> Raven, don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, it's becoming a very combative vibe in here at uh, HOW8HQ. Let's press on, shall we? So you guys are sitting on a ledge. Did I sit down? Oh, you're standing on a ledge. I've already we described... We can't tell the difference. I've it's already... the same height. I've described the room that you're into, you guys. I have legs. <laughs> <laughs> Just little, okay, Grace? You could tell the difference. <laughs> what do you think you guys do? I think Jody probably, like, makes sure that on the way up, he, like, rested the uh, trident out of the fish kebab and, like, hands it to Duncan as, like, a, as a, as a little, little gift. On account of him wanting a trident. Aww. So he gets to keep a trident now. Mm. That's nice. There's another one down there if you want to swim down for it. I don't need two of them. Yeah, no, mm. one, one, good. one's good. It's like the gestures are a bit weak if it's like, also, cool, hang on, I'll, I'll go get the other one. Yeah, okay. So now, ha ha ha, now I have a machine trident, like in Die Hard. Yeah, dude, When he sure. gets a machine trident. Yeah, Jacko got that one, and that's all that needed to be said. So, uh, great. So you, you guys, you're sitting down, you've got a trident. <clears throat> well, we could short rest, but I'm on full HP, so full steam ahead, am I right, boys? Look, I uh, appreciate your eagerness to complete the mission in hand, but technically speaking, I'm a little bit fucked right now, so let's, uh, let's short rest. <laughs> How many of Duncan's 92.9 hit points is he on right now? 28. Oh, boy. The and boy good also... Every short rest, I get an action surge and four superiority dice, and I've used, like, almost all of those. Okay, great. So, yep, definitely a short rest. Good from Kanji. Do you think you take one as well, Jody? Uh, yeah, may as well. Do I get sorcery points? You don't. You actually get... fuck off. Fucking Sorcerers, nothing. yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Sorcerers just get fucked. Which is bullshit, because even, like, a dice roll amount of, like, sorcery points would be fucking incredible. I'll give you the little... I have three glasses here, Grace, for the rosé, and I'll give you the little one for your delicate hands. Not the littler amount of wine, it's just the glasses are different sizes, and two of them are big, like, boy glasses, so much. and one of them is, like, a little girl glass. So you can have do one. without men like you. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies. Just making sure that you've got everything you need appropriately sized for your delicate constitutions. <laughs> So you guys take a short rest, suffice to say. Now, Drazi doesn't need a short rest, so is it safe to assume she's just dancing the whole time? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's a good look. We'll keep that performance check. So she's doing a fucking ripper <laughs> dance the whole time. Like you guys are sitting there bandaging up your wounds, and Drazzy's just jazz handing and fucking it throws in a couple of tap, tap breaks. Yeah, yeah, capering around. <clears throat> okay, I'm back on sixty three, so we're doing all right. So how many did you just spend? All of them. You spent six. Yeah, I'm now out of hit dice. Did you just spend six hit dice? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. So Tom spent- give you that much health, dude. Tom spent all his hit dice, and he's on 63. Very, very good. Uh, what about my boy Jody? How's he doing? Um, I get uh, 25 hit points back, so um, 41 plus... Yeah, great. So I'm on 66. Nice, dude. So close to the sex number and also the number of the beast. Yeah. Or should I say Nero, am I right? Ancient Christians? Ah... Uh... Jeez, this is an esoteric Roman history joke yeah, for you dude. guys. Dude. Is he called the Beast? Which is very on brand for our podcast. So you're all leveled up and you're short rested and you guys are feeling a little recovered. What do you think you do? You've got several tunnels available to you to travel down. Uh, you've got the map that you got from Moko, which probably indicates clearly which tunnel you're supposed to take. So unless you feel like going off road, Drazi, I know you guys are fond of doing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go all-wheel driving. So you, you go, can go your own way. So are you going to go your own way and take a random tunnel or what? Nah, that'd be a tactically poor maneuver. Mm, Actually, hang on, hang on. Real, real quick while, while, while we're resting and that sort of thing. So the Black Hens gave us a package, yeah? Yes, to deliver. Should we try and figure out what we we're actually delivering? Yes. Is it sealed? It is sealed. Who's got that slight of hand? What I kind mean- of seal? It's got, like, a wax seal with, like, a ring implant implanted on it. Is anyone good at being sneaky in our party? Listen, y- 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 your boy jo- Jody has done some smuggling in his time. It's leather-bound and wax-sealed. It sounds really good. Does it feel hard on the inside of the leather? Uh, if you try and, like, squeeze the leather? Yeah. Not super hard, no. It doesn't feel empty, but it doesn't feel like it's, like, all solid. Jody, hold this a sec. Uh... I take the trident. Oh, oh Okay. <laughs> And I gently scratch the leather so as to try not to pierce beyond it, but to put tears in it. You're just trying to tear the leather? With the trident, specifically. Why? So that you can we say can see that it got stabbed by a trident. Oh, it just looks like we got attacked by man. fish. Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Make a sleight of hand check. I mean, I'm using a weapon. Surely it's an attack roll. I mean, hey, you can attack it if you want to. <laughs> Be my guest. Um, You're trying to perform some artifice right now. Um, I also have plus five for sleight of hand, but um, if you want to take the lead on this one, that's that's all, all good for me as well. Um, but you can, you can have a guidance if you want. So you can add a d4 to what... Doomcon lines it up and then it's like... He kind of realises that this is not the job for his strong dwarven arms mm-hmm. and says... Hey, Jody, take the trident. I'll, I'll hold the package. Give it a little strat, scratch for me. Okay. Yeah, sure. So Jody can give himself guidance, I assume? Yep. Uh, that's a four. The, the, the guidance one was a four, so that's that's good. Now let's roll this... Uh, this uh, you, know, you know what it is, sleight of hand. That's a 19, and then plus five. Ooh. So that's a 28, Benjamin. Jody Mistana busts yeah, out the yep. best fucking sleight of hand you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Jody takes the trident, like, spins it around in his hand, and then, like, drives it down really hard towards the package, stops it millimetres above the surface, and just delicately scrapes it along, so it looks like it's been very carefully slashed, or very uncarefully slashed by an attacking trident. You guys can see a bunch of small leather pouches that are, like, drawn by string. Skooma. <laughs> <laughs> Baggies. 
Can we pull one out for one of the... I'll say you can, but it will widen the slash hole. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, a slash hole is going to get widened anyway. Okay, you pull one of the baggies out, and you open it up. Yeah. It does indeed contain a coarse white powder. Ooh, sugar. <laughs> Jesse just licks, licks a whole bunch of it. Um, have any of us seen it before? Um... Maybe your maybe That's your form, former smuggler potentially <laughs> like yeah. Um, are any of you recreational drug users? I think Fuzzy definitely hasn't. Really? That's kind of up to you guys. Yeah. If you've ever used recreational drugs in this world before, I'll say the one with probably the most likelihood of seeing it is probably Jody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Jody probably would have like shipped some of this stuff when he was initially working in um ports, whatever the place was where he just came from. Um, as to whether What's he's that? done it or not. Yeah. I- I, I kind of feel like Duncan might have seen it. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't have used it, but like you know, he'd be going through any number of locations, uh, mixing with the scum of every inch of the world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. inevitably, as a soldier, and yeah. then and then as a as a runaway as well. Mm, that's true. That's true. Probably Jody and Duncan have seen this stuff before. I reckon Jody might have had like might have had a slap at it just because like. Like, he ca- he came from, like, a monastery that was massacred. He, th- he then goes to Hanelport, and then, like, like his whole fucking merchant guild gets, like, m- like massacred late on one night and that sort of thing. Like, I feel like if for someone that has in the past been, like, smuggling some of this stuff, it's not outside the realm of possibility that, like, that might have happened. So, yeah. What's with this dark criminal past of man of God, Jody Mistana? I don't know if he's really a man of God. Yeah, is he God's? Well, I mean, he's he's both God and man, as he is the son of as he's, as he's literally Jesus Christ at this point. Um, but right, of course, yeah. Where does the Holy Spirit factor in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Depends who ask. What do we think? Yeah, like, I, should we say that like both Duncan and Jody have probably come across it before? Yeah, I'll say both Duncan and Jody have come across it, and they would know that it is a recreational drug with stimulant properties. You probably will have heard it referred to as any number of things uh, in your various travels, but most commonly as Drang. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a long-standing personal joke. (laughs) I've explicitly used Drang as the drug that is smuggled in another campaign that I've done before. Yeah. That's why Um, I knew this was going to be Drang. Yeah, right. Like, For a while, while that campaign was still running, it finished up sort of around the start of the year. That was my playtest campaign. And I basically would just, like, playtest content that I thought I might want to include in Asian WLA with those guys, all because none of them listened. So it was really convenient. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys know that this is Drang, a drug with stimulant properties. Do you reckon we'd seen ever what negative impact it might have on people? I would say you would know that, like, the effects of this drug basically are, like, increased strength and speed, lowered judgment and clarity of thought yeah it's fantasy math (laughs) (laughs) well i think duncan tactically speaking knows that you're always at the risk of the day when there is a time and a place for fantasy math (laughs) and so pockets one of the pockets one Oh, dang. All right. So add one drang pouch to your uh, list of components. Truzzy's... I don't think Truzzy has a concept of recreational drugs. Oh, yeah? He's just like, why... What is it? Why are you taking the white powder? Man, I thought we were getting a a character voice there, Gracie. I thought you were like... (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm Truzzy. 
This has been me carrying the voice all along. What are the drugs? <laughs> you know how people drink ale and stuff. I'm glad yes. this is what our podcast has become. I'm glad it's all like, right, well, I mean, when you think about it, all drugs are drugs, you know? And so, When you, you know, think about like, it, really, there's no good reason to make some of them illegal and some yeah. of them legal. So if you think about if it, really maybe next time I'll offer you some method of party. Just fucking go for it. Like, I'm really glad <laughs> that's the line we've fallen on it's as a podcast. It's all the same, yeah. Yeah, you know, some <laughs> people drink, some people do meth. It's all cool. <laughs> that's not where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Safe to say, like, Duncan busts out his whiteboard and gives Druzzy, like, a stay-in-school-don't-do-drugs speech? Or yeah, what? basically. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, like, I might do these later, but it. don't you. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Look, right. sometimes in the heat of battle, a man's gotta take man. What, what Duncan was gonna say was that it shouldn't ever be used recreationally in the way that some people do. But sometimes, in the heat of battle, it might give me an edge in a moment. <laughs> just, just one bump. Just one bump. Jody, give me a bump. You. <laughs> That's not what you need. Oh, you know how you cast haste on me sometimes? <laughs> Can that be counted haste? <laughs> Taste the haste. Don't say that. (laughs) Hey, it's me, your boy Big B, back from the US and checking in on you in the middle of the show as per usual. Thanks so much for listening to episode 29. We sure hope you're enjoying it. Well, we are getting really close to episode 30, aren't we? We should probably do something cool for that one. Thanks for sticking with us through all our travel these last few weeks with a couple of slightly shorter episodes, but you'll be glad to know we're all at least temporarily back home and making some of that good, good HTW-laid content that you love. A quick shout-out this week to Penance RPG for hitting us up on Twitter. They're a fellow tabletop roleplay podcast, so go show them some love at Penance RPG. If you want us to show you some love, you can follow their example and help spread the word on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Yes, we have finally actually started using our Instagram. Grace posts really good shit, so definitely go check that out. As always, thanks so much for listening. We'd absolutely love you if you shared the show with a friend or left us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. Thanks again. Enjoy the rest of the show. Don't say that because then, like Jody and Duncan, are gonna become fucking drang addicts. Like, if you're like, this, this is like, this is like fucking like powdered haste. It's like, well, I guess every battle like is now haste dust. Yeah, no, I'll have to like in Fallout where if you take too many stims, you get addicted. I'll have to go with some mechanics for drang addiction. <laughs> Well, at the moment, I'm only going to brave pocketing one pouch because if uh, they, like, check it and, like, one's missing, we can be like, well, fuck, I don't know, it might have fallen out while we were being stabbed. Yeah. Um, we could also, like, then, like, try and reverse engineer um, some sort of, like, grow um, operation or something like that. <laughs> it's going to be a really exciting adventure for our party of three. A real hard to, um, pivot like, for the story. Yeah, yeah move into, like, a Breaking Bad sort of vibe. Do you think a lawful good character steals drugs Skins from drug smugglers? Drug illegal operations? Yes. I think Duncan can justify any action in the pursuit of his goals. Because my bond is that 
If he does okay, all the drugs, so... then kids won't have to do them. <laughs> oh, you really got bad with that one. Yeah, yeah, I really knocked him. Oh. Knocked him for six. That's just that's one of my favorite jokes. Did I promise? <laughs> did I did I promise her that I would deliver all of the package? <laughs> I think that's implied, dude. When you're like, when someone's like delivering the package, it's not like, but I can take like fifty percent. She did say the right? whole thing. <laughs> Look, I thought one of the little baggies would be good enough. I've already done all the rest on the way. So what are you gonna do about it? It's like standing there yelling at like a broom that's standing up in the corner, brandishing his sword. Like, huh? What are you gonna do about it? I did all the drugs. <laughs> So here's my thinking. Dukan does not feel good about taking it, but... But he feels good when he takes it. <laughs> my bond... I was about... I was like a second off, dude. <laughs> if there wasn't a time lag, that would have been jinx. My bond is I would lay down my life for my battle brothers. and Lay down my nose for my battle brothers. <laughs> I, would, I would line up some drink for my battle brothers. <laughs> so and then uh, I don't think stealing from criminals is a crime <laughs> there's a lot of self-justification it's coming to light and he, he it says on my personality trait that I loathe contrived rules so I have no <laughs> issue I should be allowed to steal from all the criminals I want <laughs> Dude, he's already done the uh, Batman episode. Well, like, yeah, we just take all of that leather. He is a vigilante, you know? That's true. And also, one of his personality traits is he's a bit of a drinker. He probably has an addictive personality. He may have done Drang out of extreme need at some other point, and there might be a small part of him taking that bag where it's so easy for him to be like, they're criminals, this stuff is evil, it's just Dude, less problem for them. This is fucking horrifying. And this is how it's dark like, is a little yeah. bit yeah. easier for me to save my friends in our darkest hour. Mm, wow. All and of this. It's so easy for him to say those things and take the bag. <sighs> All right. Let's move on. All right. There's there's some character development there Yikes. for yeah. sure. And let's not forget, I hate fish. Duncan has lived and he hates fish. <laughs> These are the two things you have to take away from this. Okay, cool. So you guys take one little package of Drang. What do you do? Do you move on through the tunnels as prescribed in the prescription lists? Yes. As you proceed along through the tunnels, you find that you're met with no resistance for a while. You probably walk for like a good hour, just kind of taking turns as they're indicated. It's one of the dry tunnels. So like a lot of the sewer system you intuit is kind of disused. And you begin to think that maybe like Moko had kind of blown this whole like secret invasion of the city by the fish folk out of proportion. You know, she kind of said like, oh, the guard are like constantly trying to repel these incursions and they won't really admit that that's going on. And you kind of think, well, maybe this isn't uh, that big a deal. When up ahead around a corner, you hear the unmistakable sounds of metal on metal. And the screams of human and humanoid alike. There is clearly battle being joined. Up around the corner to the left. What do you think you guys do? Do you reckon we can... Do you reckon we could sit this one out a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Because, like... Like, I think Jody's like, listen. The way I see it is that the guards are looking for us. And the fish folk... Well, Duncan hates fish. So... What if we just, like chilled for like a little bit and see who's left should we um 
walk through uncharted tunnels? You make tactically valid observations, both of you. But unfortunately, one of my pre-written character sheet flaws is that I'm always down to fight. And as we established canonically just recently, I do hate fish, as you say, Jody. <laughs> well, um, I mean, good luck, good luck out there, Duncan. Like, we'll, we'll be, we'll be watching and really, uh, really, really supporting you from back here. <laughs> the guards are good people. You don't know that. <laughs> They're trying to protect the city from fish. Hey, Jody, do you want a spell of invisibility? Oh, we just set a smell. Should we just hour? hang? Hang tight, back here. All right, let me paint this for you. So you're walking through a tunnel that you can see comes to a T-junction. The map that you have indicates clearly that you should go left into the direction of where the battle is being joined. But you could probably look at the map, which does indeed include, like, some, although nowhere near as well scouted, of the other tunnels in the system. And you can see a little bit on the map off to the right, like... You probably think, like, you could go around and join up on the other side somewhere, <coughs> but you don't necessarily know. Sorry? Is there a line on the map that we could follow? No, not not clean, but you can sort of see, like, it goes off to the right and turns left again, and kind of, like, you can you can see, like, bits off to the right that kind of approach joining up again. And you, you'd definitely be entering uncharted territory, but you, you think you could do it. Then never tell it, maybe odds. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys doing here? Uncharted territory um, or having a look at the battle? Yeah, I think so. I think I feel morally compelled to take a look at how the battle's going. Can we do a little uh, Hermione Granger peek around the corner into a reflective object? Absolutely, you could peek around the corner. Ooh. So do you think you guys um, you guys kind of walk up to this T-junction and, and, and take a look and a listen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as you, as you approach the T-junction, you can hear the battle sounds getting louder and louder. And it sounds like it's pretty much like around the corner on the left, not far down. There's like a space where this battle is happening. And you can hear... Yells and sounds in both common and uh, a tongue you don't understand. Does it sound fishy? It sounds fishy. And occasionally you can hear shouts in that fishy tongue that you don't understand that kind of, they're like broken common. These fish folk know a bit of common and they're, they're doing their best to speak it to communicate with uh, their opponents. And what you probably hear is a lot of um, just regular yells <clears throat> and you hear this sort of um, repeated call in fishy voices in broken common sort of punctuating through the battle you just hear return the keystone return our legacy uh yelled out in between the regular yells in common from human to human and the regular yells in fish folk speak from fish to fish and as Trazilia hears return the keystone return our legacy she's transported into another vision and in this vision you see a cloudy overcast sky and you know that soon the rain will come Looking around, you find yourself on the rocky shore of a small island surrounded by a dark and brooding sea, waves rolling against the shore. As you look around the beach, you see a group of 15 to 20 figures. Most are fish creatures that you've seen from your battle, but notably, there's one humanoid. The humanoid figure has a cloak drawn tightly against the wind and the spray, and you can't discern their features. The whole group appears to be discussing something, and the fish creatures seem organised into an almost formal procession. You can feel that this is somewhat ceremonial, and the gravity of the situation radiates off the entire congregation down the shoreline. There appears to be one primary figure amongst the fish folk who's standing directly in front of the humanoid. Suddenly, the robed figure takes a knee and produces a small box from within their robe, proffering it to the fish folk apparent leader. And you hear a single sentence uttered in that broken common in the fishy voice. You do us great honour, landfolk. 
The protection of this item shall be our legacy. And then you're back in the room. The rain came. Mm. <clears throat> the rain really rolled in it's on my so ambient. It was very cool. Um, all right. So that's the that's the vision that Drazilia has, and yeah, that's just from you you hearing like return the keystone, return our legacy, sort of uh, ringing out amongst the sounds of battle. Does uh, Druzzy uh, infer Dr- anything from that, or say anything to us, or Druzzy and or Grace is just mulling it over? Would we visually recognize her epileptic? Still seizures. You would definitely like have seen enough of like Druzzy spacing out. I can't remember. Have you told them anything about your visions at this point? Yeah, I have. Yeah, you probably like. They didn't believe me. Remember? Yeah, you recognize her like spacing out at this point and see like she's having another one of those moments that she's alluded to in the past. Would I see it and be like, "Wait, shit! This looks like drain symptoms." <laughs> <laughs> no, you would see it and say, "This looks like Drazilia doing her Drazilia thing again." Damn. What's up? I think Druzzy says, "Oh." Don't worry about it, Duncan. Just another daydream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she has enough information to move forward with sharing it without being shut down, so she ain't gonna. Do you have any questions for me about the vision? So it's the same as the fish people that we were just fighting? Yeah. Right. Do the, um, did the beach look like at all familiar? terrain no definitely not it looked like um as i believe i said you're on like an island like definitely not on like mainland all right drezzy says via sending stone guys based purely on on the feeling of my own heart i think we should enter this battle (laughs) (laughs) that is the most surprising thing i've ever heard Every element of that statement shocked me. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, why that not? That I have a heart? Or feelings. Thanks, that you Jody. want to go into a battle, I think, is more <laughs> what's surprising to Jody. I have just, um, you know, I want to help, I guess. So you guys feeling like you want to go join a battle? Honestly, Drowsy, I'm proud to see your growth. Let's save some lives. Thanks, Duncan. And kill some fucking fish. Jody, you in? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Of course. If this is what you think is best, let's um, let's let's go join the fight. I'm certainly not running in. <laughs> well, let's roll initiative amongst you three, just so we can decide on what order things are happening here. It's a twenty from Jody. Eight from Duncan. Seventeen. Okay, so we're jumping out on these guys, are we? We're jumping out. We're firing at them. If well, how many of them are there? Well, we don't know. Now we're going to go in order. You don't know. Yeah, I think Jody is assuming I'm first up, seeing as I rolled a twenty. You are Jacko, first up. What are you doing? I think Jody, like, I don't think he rushes in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's like sort of like sprinting on down there. Yeah. Do you think you just kind of look around the corner or what? Yeah, I think he takes a perception check first up. All right, peek around the corner and take a um, perceptor. Yeah, looking around the corner, uh, 16. So as you look left around the corridor, you see the corridor opens into a wider space. So it's a room. It's got two levels. There's an upper level, a lower level, and there are staircases on the left and right hand side of the room. On the upper level, you see three full plated Hanelport guards just thoroughly embattled by what's coming up from the lower level, which is a bunch of these fish people that you fought out uh, earlier, but they're smaller. You can see eight all in all. There are six 
who are like medium class size rather than large class size versions of those serpentine lower body humanoid upper body with fish faced creatures that you saw before uh, and then there's two who are the same creatures but they're sort of standing a bit further behind and they look like they are not rushing the stairs as the other six are so you can see that these sort of uh, Hammerport guards are thoroughly outnumbered but they look a little more formidable what do you think you do? I think Jody sends a message to um, Drusilia and just says, um, "Who do you want me to hit? Who, 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 who? Which side are, are we on?" Drusy sends back, "Take out the guards. Gain the fish's trust." Uh, what? No, 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 no! Fuck fish. Duncan, trust me. Why on earth are we helping the fish that just attacked us? I have a feeling the guards have taken something from the fish. I mean, we all speak common, right? I think we all know that. (laughs) You all heard Return the Keystone, Return Our Legacy. Yes. The guards are defending those citizens of this city, no matter why the fish are attacking. Listen, I know at first I said that it wasn't taken up particularly well, but if we don't know who or what we're fighting for, then what is the point of this fight? A mortal wound to Duncan's backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So do you think maybe those words resonate with Duncan? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Jody, you make a good point. I reckon we've got two options. We go in there, we knock them all the fuck out and start asking questions. Or we leave. Go home? Go the other way. (laughs) Whilst you guys are having a moment of indecision, wondering what to do next, I'd like to do something a little different. We see a downtown Hanelport Street, dimly illuminated with light pouring out of the windows and doorways of various homes and establishments. It's late, but not so late that the town's completely turned in for the night, and there are a few people still wandering the streets, a few taverns making their last call. We see one wandering figure in particular. A small, slight figure draped in a nondescript grey cloak, making their way briskly and purposefully, but not so briskly as to attract undue attention. We see this figure come to a corner and pause. They discreetly glance over their shoulder, draw their cloak tighter, and turn down a smaller street. Eventually, they come to a large building, one of the most prominent buildings downtown. This relatively sleek, tall structure sticks out amongst the squat, practical buildings Hanelport is well known for. The small figure in the grey cloak turns the handle on the old oak door and slips inside. As they vanish, we see the sign above the door. In delicate lettering, it reads, Hanelport University. We see something else, too. We see an alleyway further down the road from the university. Shadows loom large in the alley, and nothing seems to stir. But deep within that cloaking darkness, we do see another figure. Watching. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network, and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsom. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. 
Check it all out at curionetwork.com. These might be sippers more than shooters, I won't lie. Ugh. It literally smells like <laughs> something you use to clean the floor. It does! It does <laughs> smell like that. It, it's enormous as well. It, it's if like I had a penny. I'd say it's 50 mils. If I had a penny. <laughs> Every time someone said your dick was 50 mils? Yeah. 50 mils worth the fluid, Tom? Is that... No, the penis itself. Yeah. Because it's both liquidy and minute. Tom's got That's a- how I get it into the eggs. Tom has a little wet dick. Just me and my little wet dick. <laughs> what? Grace is having a good old-fashioned snorter. <laughs> this is a real snorter, guys. <laughs> God. You just God. get such a Bernie throat from spirits, you know? I get a Bernie Sanders from spirits. Just <laughs> to say I become a hardcore socialist. Classic. The more spirits I consume. The more... Of that vodka, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I was doing like a Russian yeah, dude, very Federation good. <laughs> national anthem thing. Oh, my throat. Thanks, guys. I really feel appreciated with my jokes around you guys.